This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morrison. This week we're recapping an exciting NCAA championships for the track and field teams. The men's lacrosse team put up 23 goals in a win over Amherst, and the softball team completed a successful Florida trip to begin their season. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The track and field teams traveled to Naperville, Illinois for the NCAA championships and came back with some serious hardware. On the men's side, junior Adedire Fakariti finished fourth in the weight throw for his second career All-America award. The exact same distance as last year's throw, so you're consistent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, was, it was a very fun competition. Had uh, two or three seasons best. Um, can't really complain, um, and I'm glad to be on the podium. Um, I, I really like to thank my coach for being very patient with me this season. We transitioned from a two-turn to three-turn, and the results weren't necessarily transitioning from practice to meets, but this was the first meet that we really started to get a glimpse of what we were seeing in practice. So I'm very excited for outdoors, because it started about like 25 minutes ago, as soon as I took my last weight throw for my junior year. Meanwhile, the women's team took home four All-America awards, their most ever at the indoor championships. They finished tied for 11th place as a team, their best finish since 2006. Junior Sally Cisse finished 7th in the triple jump for her third career All-America award. Physically, I wasn't 100%. You know, like, I, like, mentally I was prepared, I was ready to attack, but my body wasn't, it wasn't producing a winning jump. So there was nothing more I could do, you know, so that's why I'm really happy with the results. Senior Captain Allison Hill bounced back from hitting a hurdle in the 60-meter hurdles on Friday to qualify for the 200-meter dash finals just two hours later. She then raced to a fifth-place finish in the finals on Saturday, earning her second career All-America award and her first in indoor track. She becomes the first Bates women's track athlete in program history to earn All-America honors in the 200-meter dash. It was probably one of the most surreal feelings I've ever felt in my life. Um, cause it was very focused, and I came out of the blocks super fast for the hurdles, and I'd never felt that fast before. And then all of a sudden, I think I took off too close to the hurdle because my legs were compensating for my speed, and I was too close to the hurdle, so my knee um, couldn't get up in time and just slammed in the hurdle, and I couldn't really recover. And I tried, and then I ended up hitting my lead leg over the other hurdle and I just fell and um, it's kind of crazy just everything stopped in that moment and I think I was in shock for probably like half an hour and then um, yeah I just had to pull myself together because it's I wasn't just here for one event I was here for two so definitely let some emotions out and then put all my um, energy and anger and sadness into the next event and I was just really happy to qualify for that because I think that would have been a tough day if I didn't make it to the finals. Right in the prelim of the 200 as we mentioned just a few hours later so it sounds like you were running you know kind of running angry if you will does that help you think? (laughs) Yeah everyone said I looked so mean running but I think it was I think that did help me it was pushing me and kind of just 
what I lost, I was trying to push out into the 200, and I think that helped me uh, PR and propel myself into the finals. I think I only made it by .01 anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think it definitely helped having just a little uh, chip on my shoulder from the previous event. The Bobcat Distance Medley Relay team of sophomore Sarah Rothman, senior captain Claire Marconic, sophomore Aiden Eikhoff, and senior captain Jessica Wilson placed fourth in their race on Friday. The best finish at the NCAA Championships by a Bates women's DMR team in program history. It is the fifth time in six years Bates has competed in the DMR at the NCAAs. Marconic won her third career All-America award, while Rothman and Eikhoff each won their first. Wilson raced the next day in the 3,000-meter run and finished fifth. Good for yet another All-America finish. Wilson's two All-America finishes at Nationals gives her three for her career. She's our female Bobcat of the Week, and we caught up with her on the track right after her second All-American finish. You know, I kind of went into this being like, it'd be really cool to place. If I didn't, I'd still be happy, but that was my goal. Um, and so going into it, I was really just trying to stay in that top eight for most of the race. Um, and it was a pretty aggressive race. It was pretty tight for a lot of the race. It didn't really even out for too long. And um, I was just really trying to stay cool, stay calm, and kind of be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's what I've been trying to work on this season. And so I think that um, I was really, really happy uh, with how it went. At, at the last second, a girl passed me, and I was like, eh, oh, well. Like, I couldn't have passed her at that point, you know? Like, it was like, oh, yeah, I'll let you have that one, as if I could have passed you. So, and, yeah, I'm really happy. It was cool. For a distance race like that, do you normally pick out a runner you try to run with to pace yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to hang off Marianne the whole time. Um, and I knew, just watching her in the mile, she ran in the back for the whole race and then kicked at the end. And I knew that that's what she was going to do this time. And uh, she I mean, she started moving up like halfway through the race, and I tried to stay on her for as long as I could. Um, some of the other runners went out like a little too hard, a little too fast, and I was really trying to just stay calm and stay composed and then kick at the end, and um, I think it worked out well. And I didn't beat her in the end, but that's okay. She's, I mean, she's an amazing runner, so. Well, you broke your own school record in, the, <laughs> in that event, so that must feel pretty nice. Thanks. I think, yeah, I don't know what my time was. I'm, I, uh, but, it, I mean, it hurt. It really hurt, so it just feels good to be done. I mean, halfway through it, that's when you get to that point where you're like, you know, this really hurts. This really physically and mentally hurts, and you just have to, realize that it's going to end soon and you have to be as i said be comfortable with being uncomfortable and eventually it does end is that where the cross-country experience really helps oh yeah definitely yeah i mean cross-country is just elongated pain for a 5k and so you know even though this is a 3k and 3k is pretty long um you know it's still it's less than 10 minutes of running and you can you can do anything for for 10 minutes you know and for cross-country we run 20 minutes so even though this hurts i know it's going to end and uh I, I know that if I push myself and it hurts more, that ultimately I'm going to be happier with the results. So that's what happened there. You mentioned it was very bunched up early on in the race. I, we've seen some collisions uh, today. How do you personally avoid you know, getting your legs caught with other runners? Yeah, that definitely happened to me a couple times. Um, and distance runners are really, for the most part, really sweet and considerate. And this one girl was, like, apologizing the whole race. And I was like just run like it's fine like I so honestly I run with my elbows up and I try to run on the outside so I'm not you know getting a lot of that uh, back kick um, but I definitely got tripped up a couple times I definitely you know I, I wasn't really throwing my elbows that much but I was really 
you know, I had to push a couple people and that's kind of part of it. You know, you kind of, if you want to do well and you want to have a good race, you have to be aggressive. And so, you know, as long as it's within reason, you kind of got to do what you got to do. How about uh, Allie in the 200 today, Sally in the triple jump? Allie, uh, Allie got, I believe, um, fifth in the 200, yeah. So she got All-American, Sally got All-American. How cool is that? It's amazing. I'm going to cry. I didn't know that Allie got fifth. I was so proud of her. I, we were in the little corral pen, and so I didn't see her, but I'm so happy for her. I was, I mean, you know, I saw Sally jump, and that was amazing. And, I mean, Sally is just so strong. And the fact that she came in seventh, I was so impressed with her. Allie, I am honestly, I, when I think about Allie right now, I just want to start crying because I'm so proud of her. And, I mean, that hurdle, that hurdle race was really tough. And I think the whole team really, really felt for Allie. And we all, you know, really wanted Allie to do well. And when Allie did well in the 200, you know, it really helped because she, out of anyone, deserves to be an All-American. And she, out of anyone, deserves to be happy because, I mean, she works harder than anyone that I've ever met. And so for her to come in fifth really, like, <laughs> makes me want to cry because I'm so happy for her. Well, it's great how these things end up working out. Like, yeah. we came in thinking, oh, well, 60-meter hurdles. And she's also running the 200, right. but then she gets the All-American in the 200, yeah. so in the end it worked out, right? And Allie, we were in the gym together, she's like, I mean, all these girls are faster than me, yada, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, you go out there, you do your best. You know, she thought she was going to come in like 7th or 8th, and she came in 5th, which is amazing. And so, I'm just so, so happy for her. I just, I can't wait to see her. Alright, great, thanks so much. Of course, thanks Aaron. The Bates men's lacrosse team shot up to number eight in the national rankings after they upended Amherst on Sunday by a score of 23 to 17. The purple and white entered the contest ranked fifth in the country, but Bates scored their most goals against a NESCAC opponent in program history to earn the win. Senior captain Kyle Weber scored nine goals, tying Mike Diadario's 20-year-old team record for most goals in one game and earning NESCAC co-player of the week honors. And Kyle Weber is also our male Bobcat of the Week. Let's go back. You're a senior now, but you're from the Midwest, from Ohio, and you ended up over here in Lewiston in the East Coast for uh, college. Uh, when you're going through the decision-making process, what made you uh, want to come out here to Maine to play some lacrosse? Well, honestly, I, I didn't know a whole lot about Bates College or really anything um, until I got a call from Coach Zanya. Um And just coincidentally, one of my uh, friends from home was getting recruited to play girls lacrosse as well. So we had um, we visited campus together, um, and I mean, it was just uh, I knew right away that I uh, connected with the team. We had all, a lot of the same personalities, a lot of the same values, and that was um, that was just that seemed uh, very obvious. Um, and I mean, when it, with coach, he, he was just more patient than anyone with me. Uh, it was really important with my parents finding a. A, a place that had that incredible academic and athletic balance, um, and I, I don't know. It was it was going to be home for four years, so um, it took a little while. Um, but coach was patient throughout the entire time, and and uh, got everyone sold that this was the right place for me. Awesome. And then I know lacrosse, obviously, and traditionally has been kind of an East Coast sport. But you were playing out there in the Midwest. So how did you first discover the game when you were a kid? Um, Honestly, uh, 
I think it was fifth grade was my first organized lacrosse experience, and um, it was the first time in my town we'd ever had a fifth grade lacrosse team. Um, and yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of coaches around. Uh, there weren't a lot of coaches around, but um, it was just something I, I took a liking to very early. I liked just you know, lacrosse is a lot of just if you put in the time and effort, you you can be a, a quality player. And I, I liked all of the the process of uh, playing wall ball and all of that. And uh, I don't know, it just it, it stuck with me. So uh, that that was pretty much my introduction. Awesome. So when you came to Bates, I know you started a few, a few games as a first year, played a lot. Um, so what were the biggest adjustments do you remember and do you try to uh, impart your wisdom on the first years coming in now? Uh, pace of plays, especially coming from where I come from, um, was something entirely different. And defensive strategy. Um, we didn't have a lot of technical defensive schemes or anything like that. Um, and I think that was just because of... Um, the number of coaches and um, around my area, around Ohio and in the untraditional areas, um, but yeah, that's something I honed in the summers um, playing, coming to the East Coast and playing and a lot of against a lot of quality competition. So uh, that was really, I think that's really what prepped me for it. Um, if you have the athleticism and um, train hard and follow that regimen that they give you. Um, for the summer before you get here, you're going to be all set. So that was really, um, I had the confidence from following that very strictly, and yeah, that was pretty much it. Tell us some, a little bit about Coach Lasagna. What is he like as a leader for the team? Uh, Coach Lasagna, I mean, he, he's uh, he's uh, almost a father figure, um, especially when my, my dad's 13 hours away. Right. Um, it's always nice to have someone who is open to talking about anything at any given time. Um, my, I know it made my parents very comfortable that he has a, um, equal priority on, yes, winning games and winning lacrosse games and being the most competitive team possible, but also outside, like off the field academics and just being um, developing into uh, a gentleman that, uh, that cares about things other than lacrosse. That's, uh, that's important to him as well. Absolutely. And then uh, you're a senior, so let's talk a little bit about academics. What, what, what's your degree process in terms of what you're majoring in? And then what your, do you have any post-college uh, plans yet? I know it's a little far ahead still. but um, I'm a double major in economics and math, um, so pretty numbers-oriented. Um, just uh, as for after Bates, the plan isn't set in stone yet. There's a couple of different things I'm waiting to hear about. and um, I don't know. I'm excited about that, but there's also I only have a couple more months in college, so i got to make the most of that. Right, right. Now, as one of the captains on the team, what are some of your extra responsibilities as you know, as a leader? Um, well, I mean, that the NESCAC regulations really mm-hmm. require the senior class in its entirety in addition to the captains um, to take a lot of responsibility um, organizing out, uh, like off-season workouts and times on the field and everything like that. So, I mean, Freddie, Charlie, and I have I mean, we've really embraced that role, and um, I think as an entire class, um, not just the three of us, we have really set the tone and um, and the expectations for this season. And I'm just, I'm very happy that everyone else has really bought in, and especially I think we've uh, molded the freshmen in a way that um, they're going to be a continuation of ourselves once we leave. It's a big roster. Pretty cool to see. Uh, oh, most definitely. Um, I think that's a that's a reflection of. 
um, our tradition. You know, we've uh, we've been on the rise, and I think just the number of people that are interested in base across those numbers are up. And as a result, we have some more guys on the team, and I mean that's great. It's good to have a lot of quality lacrosse players to pick from. You're a numbers guy, you mentioned. So what is number 23 in terms of the most goals this team has ever scored against a NASCAR opponent there against Amherst mean to you? Um, uh, we got the win, so that, <laughs> right, that's about it. Right yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's, uh, I, I wasn't aware of any of that at all. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of, that's the style we play. We want to, we want to score a lot of goals, get up and out early. Um, so I guess that's just a testament to our style. When you were a sophomore, obviously this team made their first NCAA tournament in program history, obviously, so a lot of winning. A lot of winning last year, too, Same came very close. So how hungry are you to return there? I mean, that's that, that's the goal. Um, we don't want anything short of that, so um, that's maybe why our intensity has been up so high all season long. Um, and, I mean, those are, that's the expectation. So. Yeah, what did you learn from your first experience there? What was it like two years ago? Um it's uh, just everything you you want it to be, um, and just makes it keeps you hungry and like once you like you want to get back there to experience that again. Especially when um, our first time there, yeah, we won a game, um, but certainly not satisfied with just that. So uh, we want to exceed that for sure. All right, well, great start to the year so far, four and zero for the men's lacrosse team. Kyle Weber, our male Bobcat of the week, nine goals against Amherst, tying a program record. Thanks so much. Thank you. The women's lacrosse team went 2-1 and one this week, defeating Babson 9-8 in overtime on Wednesday, dropping a close 11-9 contest on the road at Amherst on Friday, and then bouncing back to defeat Wheaton on Monday by a score of 18-7. Bates hosts number 2 nationally ranked Trinity this Saturday at noon as they look for their first NESCAC win of the season. The Alpine and Nordic skiing teams wrapped up their seasons at the NCAA Championships. Senior Kelsey Chenoweth finished 20th in both the Giant Slalom and the Slalom. Meanwhile, sophomore Michael Cooper finished 26th in the Giant Slalom and 29th in the Slalom. In Nordic skiing, senior Sadie James finished 32nd in the 5K Classical Technique race and 36th in the 15K Freestyle race. The men's and women's tennis teams shrugged off losses to national powerhouse Middlebury on Saturday with road wins over Hamilton on Sunday. The women and the men both defeated the Continentals by a score of 8-1. to one. Both teams are now 1-1 one one in NESCAC play. Now it's time to talk some softball. The Bobcats traveled to Florida this past week for eight games in four days. And Bates emerged from their trip with a 5-3 and three record. It's their most successful Florida trip since 2011 when they went 4-0. A big factor in Bates' early success this year is first-year pitcher Kirsten Pelletier. The main native sports a 3-1 record with a 2.25 ERA through four starts. Talking with Kirsten Pelletier here on the Bobcast about the Bates softball team. Nice start to the year there in Florida, 5-3 and three trip. And first of all, you're a first year. Coming from Esselonsky High School, what attracted you to stay home here in Maine and come to Bates? I was really excited to come to Bates. It's a great opportunity to get a great education and play softball, being close to home. Um, I really love it. Um, it's definitely a great fit for me. And I know you were state player of the year last year for Mesolonsky. What was your high school experience like playing there? My high school experience was great. I mean, we won a state championship my junior year. Um, and then my senior year didn't end as much as, like, as great as we hoped it would, but it was still great. Um, those friendships that I made in high school will last a lifetime. And um, being able to stay in Maine and play 
in Maine and college is great. So you just came back from your Florida trip, a five and three trip, as I mentioned. Uh, so a, a very good start to the year. What was your first few games like as a, co a college athlete? The first game was definitely a rough one. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, I'm glad Coach and I talked, and we're both glad that that game turned out the way it did. I mean, it really opened my eyes and made me adjust to um, and make the adjustments quickly to what college ball will be like for me. And I'm excited for the season and excited for you the years to come. Well, the stats obviously show you made some adjustments because the first two games, you walked a few people. The next two games, you didn't walk anybody. So what <laughs> adjustments do you make in the circle out there? Um, it's definitely learning the zone of the umpires, um, definitely developing the relationship, um, the pitcher-catcher relationship with Tori behind the plate. And I definitely think we did that, and we can only grow even more. And what's it like now being back? We were in sunny Florida, and now you're back in the snow. You're used to this, though. <laughs> I am used to it. It's disappointing, <laughs> but um, makes me want to go back to Florida. Um, but we can only hope that it will melt as quickly as it came. So absolutely. What are your initial impressions of college softball, based on your, you know, the eight games you witnessed down there in Florida and got to play, and all, all of them as a hitter and half of them as a pitcher? Um, yeah. So it's definitely a big adjustment. As a pitcher, every hitter you face is really going to give you a challenge, and there's that's the difference between college and high school is every hitter in the lineup through can hit the ball, and it's really no pitches off and hitting your spots every pitch that you make. I, I was talking to Mikel before the season. She mentioned you have a, what they call it, I think a scries ball, right? It's a combination of a rise <laughs> ball and a screwball. Where did you develop that pitch? Um, I developed it here, actually, oh. when um, – I was a junior. We started coming to the camps here, and I worked really well with the pitching coach that was here at the time, and he really, I developed it within three weeks, and then we won the state championship, so it was great. Absolutely, and so uh, you've been coming to Bates camps for a while, so you were always pretty familiar with the program then? Yeah, yeah. Um, coach was my coach down at my travel program for a while, and I made the connection with her down there, um, and it's been awesome. Yeah, cause, so you've had her as a coach before, so what's she like? Um, and is she, is she different coaching base than she was the travel team? Um, no, she definitely pushes you to your limits. Um, we definitely talk about doing the things that we can do to win games, and we can only control the things that we do. So it's really pushing yourself and hitting the goals that you can achieve. I know we have NESCAC play coming up fairly soon in April there. And so, what did, I mean, have you, have you seen NESCAC games before? What do you know about it? Um, it's definitely highly competitive. Um, I'm super excited for the chance to play in NESCAC play. I think it's great. Um, the academics and the softball coming together is just an awesome experience. You're a pitcher, but you also get to hit. So what's it like trying to balance your training when it comes to hitting versus pitching? Um, pitching has always been my strong suit. Um, as you can tell by my stats in Florida, <laughs> hitting was not. <laughs> it's very frustrating for me sometimes, but, I mean, I've been told my job is to pitch and anything I can contribute on the hitting side is great. So um, I'm excited that I can do both. It's frustrating sometimes, but I love the opportunity that I have. Absolutely. Well, Kirsten Pelletier, thanks so much for your time, and congrats again on the nice start of the season for the Bobcats. Thank you. Next time on the Bates Bobcast. We'll tell you how the swimming and diving teams do at the NCAA Championships this week in Texas. Both lacrosse teams are in action in NESCAC play, and the baseball team is going to attempt to weather the weather against Husson and Brandeis. All that and more next time on the Bates.
Bobcast. Mike, 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 Mike.